0: Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite.
1: Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your
2: finances in new ways.
0: From saving to spending to... Can we just eat half of it? Just finish your line. I I want the donut. While there's plenty of silliness, episodes are also filled with nutritious financial tips.
1: Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today at
0: rcu.org slash podcast
2: or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. conference finals game sevens in Finland is the greatest hockey team in the world as always we're created by new voice studios presented by soda stick brought to you by Jim beam better edge royal credit union and peak vestibular center this is season three episode 127
1: Marcus Foligno Fan Club Assemble. Not only is sodastick.com the only place to get your official Marcus Foligno Fan Club tee, but it's also the only place to get all your favorite wild team garb, plus so much more beyond hockey. Use code Bardown Beauties for 15% off your total purchase at sodastick.com.
2: At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, Let's play hockey, prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Remember, drink smart, Jim Beam, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021, James B Beam distilling company in corporate Claremont, Kentucky.
0: from New Voice Studios.
1: Oh yeah, you betcha let's go to the boat. Discombobulate on the spot.
0: <laughs> Part of the Talk North Podcast Network. Fly out to Russia personally. Jesse Pierce. This is off the rails, we're only a <laughs> in. Alexis Pearson.
2: We're not gonna throw batteries on, on the ice at, you know, Kuro Kaprizov. This is, we're not that crazy, Whoa. like. <laughs>
0: Far Down Beauty's Podcast.
2: Was it about guys getting hammered down low night after night? No. Like everyone loves to crap on analytics, but the analytics do not lie here. We are firing Fred at the top of the hour. More hits It's like tea. <laughs> tea.
0: Starts now.
1: Hello everybody. We're back. Episode 127. Contrary to what I thought, which was 128. I was giving us a plus one. You know, we're just, I'm trying You're to, just get trying to
2: like, scoot us closer to our goals. That's all.
1: I, you know, that's exactly it. I wanted, <laughs> I like nice, I like even numbers. I do. I have a thing against like odd numbers, which she's is trying something... to get to one
2: thirty a little faster. That's all
1: <laughs> just feels better. It feels better on my skin. Um, happy Memorial day. Everybody we were recording. This is fresh. This is another yeah. fresh episode for our favorite
2: bar down beauties
1: listeners, uh, Alexis, Fred, how was first, how was the weekend? How's the long weekend
2: been? It's kind of nice, right? Yeah. The weather today is not really cooperating with anybody. Classic Um, Memorial. Yeah. I worked all weekend, so I didn't really even get to enjoy the sun. I saw Jesse, you took your boat out, though. That's uh, it is that the worked. First time? Yeah, it worked. It was
1: amazing. Um, it did not work yesterday as we were trying to get it in, which was a little bit of an issue. Uh, you know, but we're jimmying it around. We're working. It's a uh, boat people season two, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, catch me out on White Bear or Chisago. Probably not catching fish. It was a travesty <laughs> this weekend. I swear there's no fish in the lake. So, whatever, it's fine.
2: Fred, are you a boat person? You're a motorcycle person. Did you take that out this weekend? I did take it out, but it
0: was my, uh, little repeat reprieve from uh, a kid with COVID for the third time.
2: Oh no. So
0: I was like, you know, Kel, I'm just 20 minutes. I'm just, gonna, <laughs> just I'm a just quick lap around the block. I'll be right back down the Mississippi really fast. I'll be back.
1: <laughs> it's just remarkable. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed the long weekend hockey happening this weekend. You get a game 7 tonight on Monday uh as Carolina New York battle it out New York Rangers not to be confused with that other squad that did not make we it. didn't
2: even the make the playoffs.
1: <laughs> Sad. Sad for me mostly. But um Alexis who you got tonight? Carolina or New York?
2: I've been taking Carolina from the get go. I really like them. Um although the Rangers goaltending is some of the best in the NHL right now. So yes. I you, it, I'm hard pressed to bet against a, good, a hot goaltender, especially in the playoffs. So I really think it could go either way, but I think that Carolina is the more well-rounded team. I think they got a little bit more of the spark. Um, it feels like the Rangers are just kind of hanging around and they kind of dealt with that in their first playoff series against Pittsburgh, you know, that was a, a long series as well. So I'm going Carolina. Um, hopefully I'm right by the time you guys are listening to this, Jesse, are you a uh, Rangers or I, I you have, love Carolina. I love Carolina, but I have been so, I don't know what this year,
1: this year is year of the goaltenders for me because I am just so hot on like, that sounded weird. I'm just so into, I like the good goalie,
0: self-confidence right there. I'm just so hot, so
1: hot for those goalies. Uh, but I am like, I, Igor Shesterskin is Mm -hmm. phenomenal. And I, I think that that is going to, to you know, make it he literally two Rangers. assists in game six. Like, yeah. what, what stats are we even looking so at here? good. Like- <laughs> He's just so good. I do, yeah. I love the bunch of jerks. Um, yeah, you know, they've got the Minnesota flavor there too, a little bit, but I'm gonna I'll go New York. I'll go Rangers. You okay. wanna you wanna bet a bit of beer on it? Sure. Okay, sure.
2: All right, whoever yeah. uh loser has to buy a beer next time we hang out. So yeah.
1: Fred, are you just cheering for the officials? Cheering for a good clean game? Yeah,
0: I'm rooting for the blues, right? Yep. Right, right, right.
1: Nice. You get ahead and start on next year. <laughs> you know what, that Fred, that set me up for a good
2: segue
1: <laughs> St. Louis knocked out by the Colorado avalanche, um, a good series. I think a better mm-hmm. series than I personally expected. Alexis, did you think it was going to be as tight as it was and kind of as back and forth as it really was?
2: Yes and no going into the series. I thought this was, it was going to be a long series. I didn't really know who was going to come out on top. I thought much like the wild and blue series. It was kind of a toss up in my opinion. Cause there's a lot of talent on both sides. Um, the only thing that made me change my mind was when Biddington went down and Huso came in, I thought this series mm. is going to be over real fast now that this has happened. So I was surprised they pushed it to six after Huso went down, but my original prediction for the series was that it would be a bit of a longer series. So, um, it's, it's just disappointing because. You hate to see, I, I really wonder what that series would have looked like if Bennington, uh, wouldn't have been injured, um, for most of that series, I think the avalanche could have had a a good chance of still coming out on top in that series, but I think it would have looked a little bit different down the stretch of it. So that was a little disappointing because I was really looking forward to that series, heading into it and to see Bennington go down like that, um, in game two or three, whatever that ended up being, um, was a little disappointing, but not surprised that the avalanche came out on top, which is funny because Bennington wasn't
1: the (laughs) shirt number one toward the end of the year. Right. So it's like, it's kind of crazy how again, playoff goaltending. Matters, ladies and gentlemen, it matters. Um, the best thing to come out of that with Colorado winning is we get da, 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 Nathan McKinnon versus Connor McDavid and the whole supporting cast of each <laughs> team, which I am yeah. so freaking excited about. Like that battle of, of Alberta, phenomenal, right? Yep. We knew it was gonna be great, but god, the high scoring, the octane offenses. Um, I did not expect we're gonna talk about goaltending with Alex Stalock in like a week or two, but uh I did not expect Mike Smith to be like the winner out of that over Jacob Markstrom for the Calgary flames. Like that's something that shows you. I mean, a good, strong offense really can propel you when you got like what 56 points.
2: Yes. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, Oh, shout out Mike Smith. Mike Smith is like, Mike Smith is like me trying to survive 2020. Like just not, <laughs> not doing well at all, but finally made it to the end of the year. Like that is just like look deranged <laughs> Mike Smith, shout out to him. I might, <sighs> my, I might buy a Mike Smith Jersey because I don't know, I don't know what's going on over at Edmonton, but no one, count no one believed in him, including myself. And now they're in the conference finals. So it's kind of like, I'm totally blanking on the goalie, um, but a few years back when the Sharks made it to the conference finals. They had a atrocious goaltending in that playoff, um, in those playoffs. And I'm totally blanking on his name. I'll try to look it up in a second if I can. Um, but it's funny because we talk about how great goaltending has to be, and like, how are you going to win the playoffs with a goaltender who's not great? And then sometimes yeah. these goalies will come out and they'll win you games, they'll win you playoff series, and they'll, you know, they'll stand on their head, or maybe the offense shines and they don't have to be as great. Are you are talking about Martin Jones and Aaron Yes, Bell? Martin Jones, Martin <laughs> Jones. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. I was like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's yeah, a Martin historically Jones.
1: bad tandem. Like <laughs> he had like an terrible. over
2: four goals against average, and like they were in the conference finals. I'm like, what is dead happening? last ranking? Dead last <laughs> ranking. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the kind of vibes we're getting from, uh, Mike Smith. But, um, so shout out to them. I'm, I am really excited for Connor McDavid. You could see the passion in his goal celebration when he scored the yes. overtime winner against the Calgary flames. That was such a cool video because we joke around all the time about like get Connor McDavid out of Edmonton. Like, you know, <laughs> we, we talk about these superstars and yes, it's so much fun to watch them, but at the end of the day, it's really tough to have one really talented player, carry a team Edmonton has two. They've got Leon tried, you know? and it tried. Didn't work. <laughs> um, and so it's finally nice to see Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl as this potent duo, make it to the conference finals, whatever happens from here on out. I think this is a really good milestone for that team. Whatever Connor McDavid's future looks like in the NHL with whatever teams he ends up on, I think this is a really good milestone for them. So I'm really excited. And you know, that. Them going up against a high-powered Colorado. I mean, this is gonna be a fun, fun matchup between these two teams. I'm really looking forward to it. God, I to hope it. so.
1: It's gonna be great. I mean, you got eight and four in the playoffs, eight and two in the playoffs for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing, and it's such a hot button topic, but Evander Kane just as a. Uh, Utilizing yes. that top line with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, he's contributing. He's doing everything he can. He had what two hat tricks, I think. Yes, like it's just
2: he's thriving. What? How do we feel about that? How do we handle <laughs> that? Right? Like, how do we like? Yay, but what What? So that's just goes to show how it's kind of like, I don't want to sit and like make fun of Victor Rask, but it's kind of like when Victor Rask was on the top. (laughs) No, is it kind of, you know, it's that same idea of like, you can put a player between two really talented players and it really doesn't matter what their stats are. Elite players make other players shine, and that's what I think we're. And not to say Vander, uh, Vander Kane is a bad player, but you put him between two superstars, and all of a sudden the stats are through the roof, and that's what mm-hmm. elite talent can can do for you. And so that's, I mean. That's what makes the playoffs so fun because you have these players who just shine and you're like, what the, hell? like, where did this even come from? And does so he, does
0: he have performance incentives in his contract? Because isn't he bankrupt? <laughs> yeah, right. Allegedly. <laughs>
1: I think he saw somebody, I can't, I think it was the Calgary series where somebody like threw a couple dollars over the, Oh my gosh. Bench. Too. Shady, shady,
2: like, well, and I, I don't know, he's, like, he's such Maybe a bad locker room water. guy. Yeah. Like what you hear, right? On. Like, yeah. I don't
1: know. It's, I mean, the brief interaction I had with him, I thought he was kind of funny when he was like <laughs> joking back he was like, here's the bolt yeah. that you guys need or whatever. And it's like, yeah. all right, thanks. But yeah, it's, it feels
2: weird. It feels yeah. weird to be like, wow, Evander Kane. All right. <laughs> Either way. He's whatever's going on over there. He is thriving with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And I, it's. Doesn't seem like that much of a shock. Just knowing how, I mean, Conrad, Leon Landry, is it 50 plus points they have in two playoff series yeah. combined? I mean, yeah. that's in their 26, and 26, 26
1: points a piece right now.
2: There's some players in the NHL who don't have that many points in a single <laughs> season. And they have a <laughs> combined in two playoff series. That's insane to me. Like, I just can't. When I saw that, that stat at first, I'm like, am I, is this from like a previous seat? Like, am I looking at like, what stat am I looking at mm-hmm. here? Because it was so unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I mean, just between that and Colorado, you know, they blew through the predators, um, the, the blues one gave them a bit more of a challenge, but again, once Bennington went down, it seemed like uh, victory was on the horizon for them. So it'll be fun to see. I think this will be the most competitive series for both of these teams so far in the playoffs. Yeah. So I think it'll be a really fun one for these. And two. to be
1: fair, Colorado's goaltending is not super stable either, right? I mean it's I kind of want to like
2: 10, nine games between these two teams. That'll yes. be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Give yeah. it to me. <laughs> I love it. Um, so if you were to place a bet
1: on betteredge.com for this conference finals, who are you picking and in how many games, Alexis? Oh. Are we going Colorado? Are we going Edmonton. Big big question. Both teams have not been there in quite some time.
2: I know. Oh man. And you gotta take
0: the money out of the Royal Credit Union bank account too.
2: Oh, be more free. Okay. Two sponsors, Mm. one stone. We love it. Um, (laughs) okay. Well, the first thought in my head, which I'm I I rarely trust the first thought that comes to my head in any situation ever, but my first thought was Edmonton and six. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Edmonton and six. Nice. I just
1: want a game seven between these sure. teams. So I'm going to say seven, it's going to go seven. I am going to pick Edmonton. Okay, I, I okay. think it's because I still have a little tinge. You as fans are a lot and I just kind of yeah. can't deal with a it. A little so, overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. It's a little much for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, I don't know. I, like you said, it just, it's kind of like a gut thing. Like they've made it this
2: far. Now they're just going to go all the way.
1: Right. I like, just
2: been wrong about so this, this playoffs, <laughs> this, these playoffs. I mean, I'm wrong a lot. Let's not get it twisted here, but <laughs> these playoff series has just been like, there's been so many, like the whole Florida Panthers, like their two series was didn't go as I expected the bolts no. have made it a lot further than I think a lot of people were maybe expecting. Um, I don't know. I just thought Calgary was, I had Calgary winning the Stanley cup. Now I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? So like, I don't know. Yeah. What do I know? Don't trust me. Don't take my advice. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, trust I chose, Jesse. yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we still need to bring
1: back the, our early season predictions and you'll find out. Jesse doesn't know anything about anything (sighs) either. It's a, it's a sad, sad shame. Fred, (laughs) I have to say when I just saw your kids in the background, I immediately thought it was mine. I was like, what are my kids doing here? And then I was like, that's not even my view.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know, you know, mommy's at work and I'm having to play daddy daycare.
1: Nice. Good work. (laughs) You're far better behaved. They're not asking (laughs) yet at nine 30. So they did not
0: bring me an icy though. They did not bring me an icy and I I feel chipped on that one.
1: Yeah. Oh, that wasn't for me. You think he was trying to share for me? Come on now.
2: Well, you could have stolen it and eaten it. I mean, no, there's no rules for that. Right. And in the morning, (laughs) (laughs) um, anyway, so that's,
1: yeah, that I agree. I think, uh, it's going to be an interesting, we'll see, um, you know, enjoy a freezy while you watch the games, I guess. Maybe we get them to sponsor us. It's a Oh Yeah. I like it. That's how you turn a negative into a positive right there, baby. Yeah, exactly. So do you think it's going to come out of the West then? I know we, again, we're still waiting the on the cup. final. Yes. We're still waiting on the
2: final team for the East. But, uh, what do you, what do you think? No, at this point, I'm thinking the bolts are going to win a third straight. As soon as they, as soon as they swept the Panthers, I was like, that's it. I'm gonna I forget everything. That's I the said, list. the bolts are going to the final. They're going to win another cup. I just like, I don't know the, the teams, I mean, the only one we're waiting on, like we mentioned is the Rangers in Carolina. So whoever comes out of that, uh, but the, the teams that are remaining, man, are they some good teams? I mean, and they've played well in the playoffs, like they've really earned their right to be where they've gotten to in the playoffs here. Um, I just. I don't know. the The longer these playoffs go on, the more I look at the Bolts, and I'm like, they might just go win the whole thing again. Are you? I know we kind of talked about this last week. Are you? What are you thinking? I
1: mean, I love John Cooper and big Ryan McDonough fan, right? But I just get so sick of seeing the same. It's like watching Tom Brady win Super Bowl after yeah. Super Bowl, right? Like it's just kind of. I like to have some fresh blood. It'd be great for Edmonton to do it. But you're right. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway I have from even looking at the teams remaining, including tonight's Game Seven it's the wild aren't there yet. It's yeah. such a, you know, like even if they had gotten past, they're just, they're not there yet. They're, you know, it's, it's still kind of an incomplete puzzle for me. Um, which again, heading into the future years is going to be even tougher, but, um, I mean, it's, it's it could be anybody really. It could, I think. If it's been like the been last, ten- like
2: four of the five Stanley cups have been won by the East too. So like a West team just hasn't really, yeah. I mean, the West hasn't done much come finals in many years. So it right. would be kind of fun to see one of them do it, but I just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting, I guess. Cause you're right. I think Tampa, you saw what they did to Florida who had this amazing offense, right. this amazing season. Right. So it's like, well. And they have the best goaltender in the entire world. So,
2: okay. Let me ask you this. If the bolts make it back to the final. Yeah. Who do you think stands a better chance of beating them? Edmonton or Colorado, Colorado. Okay. I think think they, I think those two teams do match up better than Edmonton versus. Yeah. Tampa Bay. I agree there. I agree. Nice. Look at us. Nice. Love that. Friends. Friends. Hashtag (laughs) friends.
1: Yes. Well, that's gonna wrap our first segment here. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back. I want to talk a little world championships, uh, Mikhail Granlin in Finland, and all of that good stuff. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe you pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way it's happened boys, hockey girls, hockey. It doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain. And a large portion have even experienced concussion, like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with peak vestibular center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the three, a brain restoration program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-221 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We back. Uh Jesse Pierce, Alexis Pearson, Fred Vinefort. Fred is here. I forgot to address that yeah. in segment one. So that's exciting. Rehire. Am I here? I don't know. That's well
2: true. you're monitoring us in case we go off the rails. Somebody has to do it because yeah. Otherwise, we will guaranteed go off the rails. So. Oh, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Fred. Fred
1: tried 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 our sunlight butt chugging probably last week after, <laughs> during the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll never to forget it. when I brought up butt chugging like a year ago, and you guys all you guys were hating on me. And now we've made it. We it's circled back the circle of life once a year. They I'm still mean. Hating on it.
0: I'm, once it'll <laughs> be once why a year. This is even here.
2: <laughs> yeah, we our butt chugging quota mentioned in uh the Barnum Beauties podcast is one per year. So we're classy we... <laughs> gals though. we'll cla- we'll clean it up for you. Um, not butt chugging related.
1: Um, IIHF competition world championships just wrapped up. Finland beats Canada in overtime remains the top team in the world. Uh, that feels just so dramatic to say, but yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. Mikhail IIHF standards. Yes. yes. <laughs> Kyle Granlund gets it. Alexis, did you, how do you feel about the world championships? Like, do you tune in? Do you get excited? Cause there are NHL names. I mean, it's the teams that got bounced, right? But it's also some fresh blood. What's your general feeling on the world championships, especially the timing that they take place.
2: Um, I mean, I'm somebody who's always like, Hey, the more hockey, the merrier. Like I, you know, if there's people who want to participate, whether that's, you know, juniors junior world championships, these world championships, if it's college stuff, like whatever it is, if you've got some kind of competition or event and you've got enough NHLers or college kids who want to go play, why not, um, the timing of it. I think it's like, if I'm going to focus on one, I care more about the NHL playoffs. I know there's some more, there's some people who are much more love that, you know, worldwide Olympic style, those kind of competitions excite them more. Um, but I'm just not one of those mm-hmm. people. It is fun to see what the NHLers do in those competitions. Like the one thing that I follow the most is like, okay, what are the NHLers over there doing, um, right. especially NHLers that I like somebody like Mikhail and like you mentioned. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, if I'm going to focus on one hockey thing at a time, it's going to be the NHL nine times out of 10, um, if they're overlapping. So are you a big world championship person or. I mean, again, you know, I've got my USA hockey hat on and it's. I do like it and I know
1: overseas it is huge and this year it was mm-hmm. held in Finland. So it's even bigger for them to, to claim that. And you do, you have David prosternick was over there. He actually mm-hmm. helped contribute to defeating team USA in, in the bronze medal game. USA <coughs> had like no defenseman. I think Seth Jones and Nate Schmidt played like the entire game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I wish that we could bring it to a bigger scale. And again, I think you're right. It's the timing of it because Mm -hmm. it's the Stanley cup playoffs. And also you have guys that are tired and they're like, I don't want to go because I just finished an 82 game regular season. So it's kind of a hodgepodge of players that are going, don't want to go. I mean, we saw, um, John Merrill over there, get hurt
2: for team. Oh, USA. Yes, I was gonna bring that up. Finish your thought, yeah. but I want to talk about that in a second. So I mean too. that's
1: the other thing. You're risking injury. I mean his injury is probably not as severe to keep him up, but
2: he yeah. can't keep playing because the wild and it was like day hurt. one he got hurt too, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Or like the yeah. first game. Yeah. Like it's just as yeah. unfortunate because it's so, like that's I think the biggest issue I have. And again, it's like this is their careers, their lives. If they want to go play like that's totally their decision. I just worry about like okay, I mean Your goal is to do something at the NHL level. Mm -hmm. If you are putting yourself in the position where you're going to get hurt that, you know, stinks then for your teammates at the NHL level, your coaching staff, the fans. Um, so I do worry about that. Again, what's the chances that some long-term enough injury happens where they're out until the next season and all of that probably pretty rare. Mm -hmm. Um, but still it's like, you never know. And some players, you know, get banged up easier than others, or they have lingering issues that maybe are exacerbated by something that happens there. So again, it's like, this is their careers. If that's what they want to do, I have no problem with it. The more hockey, the merrier, um, but it's just too bad. It can't be spread out a little bit and and give them some time, um, to finish the playoffs. But again, I mean, the, the year by, goes by so fast by the time the playoffs are done. then we've got the draft and we've got, you know, this, we've got that. And then training camp happens in two months. So it's like, how much I mean, time do you really have? I propose bringing back like the world cup of hockey in, yes. in September, right? Cause players are
1: already getting jacked. They're ready to do their thing. They still do love playing for their country. So, I mean, do something like that or a couple of years ago, I loved when they did like, North America versus the world, or yeah. they had, like the young guys, like Austin Matthews, when he was a rookie versus the old, like, I just mm-hmm. different things like that, I think have done a nice job generating it. I think they, the IIHS still struggles to get the crowd. I mean, world junior mm-hmm. championships, you know, I love, and it's finally getting the recognition yeah. because the NHL is really starting to back it, you know? And I think that's the big thing. And obviously the NHL can't back this because they've got their own product that, that is going on. So, I mean, I. I want to get more into it, but yeah, it's, I think there just needs to be a little shimmy. I, I Jeff hire me and I'll, uh, <laughs> oh, I do <laughs> hire new voice studios, new voice studios.com. will help with your marketing products and
2: lots stuff. of ideas. Lots um, of ideas. I will say like one of the biggest positives to it. And we've kind of talked about this with other tournaments and stuff like that is like, not everybody gets a chance to play for their country at the Olympic level. The Olympics yes. only happen right. however many, you know, times in their career. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it, worst case scenario, you're injured during the time the Olympics are happening, or we had all this stuff with COVID, you know, the last time, and so this, like you said, gives players a chance to represent their country on a big stage without having the pressure of like, okay, do am I going to make the Olympic team? Like, is, am I even going to be playing when the Olympics happen again? Stuff like that. So I do mm-hmm. think that's nice because yes, these players want to go win Stanley Cups. So with their NHL teams and, and all of the achievements that come along with that. But playing for your country is something that I think almost every hockey player will say they would love to have the chance to do at some point. So this does give them that opportunity, um, on a slightly smaller stage than what the Olympics are. And so I think that is a big positive as well, because not everybody gets that opportunity.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I, again, I support it. I think it's, (laughs) it's great. I just, it needs to, it needs to be worked out some kinks. (laughs) a little bit if uh if you will so we're going to take another quick break when we come back we will wrap with minnesota wild performance expectations stay tuned
0: hey guys this is producer fred i just wanted to ask everyone to go out there and spread the word about bar down beauties leave us a like share thumbs up review you name it we want to hear from you find us on youtube instagram facebook twitter and of course your favorite podcast
1: app We're back yet again. Now up for debate. Alexis this week. It was again about the Minnesota wilds performance based on preseason expectations. They think he did better. Did the wild do worse or were they about the same? You want to, uh, you want to kick her
2: off there? Sure. So this, uh, idea came to me because, um, Fred had talked about, if, if you guys remember at the beginning of the season, he talked about, you know, what he asked us, what we expect out of the team, you know, how far do they need to make it in the playoffs for it to be a success, yada, yada, yada. We had our thoughts. And then when the playoffs ended, Fred was like, you know, talked about, okay, does this mean it's a failure they didn't make it out of the first round? So I, I got to think, I'm like, you know, what were the expectations for this team? What do you define as overachievement and underachievement and, um, so my feeling is heading into the season, mm-hmm. my preseason expectations, they overachieved ex- a- a- for sure mm-hmm. on a team level, on an individual level, as far as, you know, how, um, securely I thought they would get a playoff spot to the goals. They would have, ac- they would accomplish throughout the course of the season. All of that was above my expectations. Once the season ended my expectations for what I c- could perceive them to achieve they underachieved that. So Mm -hmm. if we're going off of how I phrased the question, my preseason expectations overachieved, but for sure, once you saw what this team did going into the playoffs, everybody, I think everybody was disappointed (laughs) with the way things ended. So that's what I'll say. Um, and again, you know, Expectations and overachievement and underachievement. A lot of that is subjective and how you view things. Um, a lot of people on Twitter said that they overachieved kind of phrasing it the same way that I just did where it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, heading into the season, they did a lot better than I thought they would. So, I mean, Hey, um, Jesse, what are your thoughts? I know, um, you and I were kind of on the same page heading into the season, as far as how we thought the wild would perform. So do you agree with me or disagree? I, I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. Which look like, at us. That's like three this weeks ago. Yeah, I love you this know, for us. Just, just <laughs> off season <and tribes>.
1: vibes. <laughs> uh no, because I mean I was super reluctant to give them a whole lot of credit heading into the year. Right? Like mm-hmm. I was very hesitant to say like, yes, this team's going to be the best. I thought there was going to be <laughs> some early struggles. And I, you know, I said that they would make the playoff. I just wasn't convinced that they were mm-hmm. they had everything there. So they 100% over exceeded expectations because they had a much more successful year than I could have even ever thought. Uh, but you're absolutely right. And I know we talked about this at the player meetings too. Mm-hmm. It was a failure because. Mm-hmm. For a team that did so well during the regular season to get knocked out in the first round to a team that you could beat, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's that's your, it's a successful regular season, but it's a failure as a whole because of the postseason. Um, and, you know, and I do give general manager, Bill Guerin credit by reminding people like this was a heck of a regular season, like, you know, not to. Just be little PR bubble happy, but <laughs> the records that they broke and mm-hmm. the success of individuals and as a team—I mean, that can't be lost either, and that can't be forgotten. So it still was a a good exceeding expectations regular season, but with mm-hmm. the postseason disappointment being so familiar for Minnesota fans, mm-hmm. it was a uh, you know a letdown there for sure. So just
2: like you said, Alexis, yeah.
1: preseason 100% uh, exceeded expectations, but overall. Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, definitely a letdown.
2: And I think, you know, the other thing is you can't set the bar that high and then not perform at that level. If you're yeah. going to play like that, you better keep playing like that. You're a professional. You've made it at this point in your career as a whole, the team has done this, this, and this as individuals, you guys have done this, this, and this, you can't put the bar there and then let everybody down again. And I think that's where yeah. the disappointment comes in. If they would have performed subpar throughout the season or average or been a bubble team made the playoffs and lost in the first round. Everyone would have been sad, but they've been like, okay, well, they didn't play that great in the regular season either. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that they set the bar so high and then came out with such so much of the same in the postseason. That is what's disappointing. And I just, I think at the beginning of the season, we so quickly set our expectations higher. Once we saw how they started playing, I think after the first month and a half of Minnesota wild hockey in the regular season, people really felt this team was different Mm -hmm. and they only continued to prove that throughout the regular season as, as the season went on. I mean, you could even talk about, look at how disappointing their slump was in February, people were losing their minds because they had played so incredible all year Mm -hmm. that. One month of bad hockey was like the end of the world to wild fans. And that's yeah. saying a lot because we've had seasons before where we've seen that and people have been disappointed, but it's been like, oh, okay, whatever this year, they were like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. And so again, I think that's where the disappointment comes in is because there, once we saw what they did to let everybody down again, like that was, was very disappointing. So it's, um, it's too bad. Fred, what are your thoughts? Cause you were the one who you presented this question to begin with. So I'm curious how you see it in your mind.
0: I think for wild fans, it's just more of like, there's not progress.
2: Sure. Like
0: there's fake progress, but to me at the end of the season, there were a ton of alarm bells going off. That's like, this isn't a team that's actually made right, or is not mm-hmm. doing the thing that they need the to do. Yeah. I think they were built personnel wise, mm-hmm. but were they doing what they needed to do to actually be a long distance team? I don't think so. I mean, mm-hmm. just the, when I heard the quote that flurry came in, he was like, I don't even know where our practice facility is. We're practicing <laughs> Yeah, That's like, what he just like on a casual day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down to the practice facility and yeah. walk around. He couldn't even get in.
2: That's like I mean, me in high school playing high like, school. Sports. It's like,
0: you guys aren't practicing.
1: Well they didn't try they uh, had like they had four practices maybe all year. I mean yeah that I mean was, that's, was that's insane, insane to us. me. So it's like
0: yeah. a Joe Um Joe from uh Hockey Wilderness wrote a really mm-hmm. good article last night. I mean it was based off of Russo stuff, but it was pointed out that like there weren't any opportunities to even like tweak lines, figure yeah. out how you could change things. So there was no there was just it's just so many alarm bells at the end of the season, just like this doesn't feel right.
2: And They're I think Jesse that's, <laughs> hi Freddie. I think that's kind of what you touched on a little earlier too, Jesse is that you were like, you know, you look at these other teams who've made it this far in the playoffs yeah. and you're like, this yeah. didn't look like the wild could have done this now that we've seen these teams no. do this. And I think that's the most disappointing part to both of your points is that when you talk about a team and their achievements and you know, what they, the gaps they still need to fill, it's all about taking steps forward, right? You're not going to win the championship in your sport, every single season for the rest of history. Right. You just mm-hmm. want to take steps forward to get there and you'll have some seasons where you regress and then you want to take steps forward again. And it seemed all season, like they were taking those steps forward. And we, you know, going into the playoffs, I'm like, okay, if the wild don't win the Stanley cup this year, I won't consider this a disappointment, but I want to see them get to the second, third round I want if conference they finals.
1: If they made it to the conference yes. finals, I would have been like, yep, this is a hundred percent the season that they, that you expected. I think. <laughs> To make light of it, but I'm serious. When you get me <laughs> believing, then that's like a problem, right? Like yeah. I was, I, I tried to hold out because I was like, they're going to wild, they're going to go wild on me. And they didn't. Mm. And it's like, okay, now I'm on board. Now I'm really in, you yeah. know, I'm like, this is why this is why. I mean, I'm every year you're ready to get hurt again, but it's. So yeah.
2: I want to ask you a quick question. Now we can, we can talk more in depth on this in future episodes, since we're getting close to the end here, but. Now talking about expectations, what we thought going into the season, how we felt going into the playoffs and how we feel coming out of this season. How do you feel going into next season now? Or do you need to see what they back do on the ground, okay. back on
1: the ground, <laughs> get
2: it, knocked it down. I, agree.
0: I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I, I kind of have
2: to see. Yeah. Like I just don't see with, with what they're likely going to be doing in the off season with roster moves. It kind of feels like they're going to take a step or two back here to get back on track. So I. I don't know if the bar is on the ground for me per se, but I'm not in the dirt, in the mud. (laughs) Just dirty. (laughs) Dirty. Just a dirty bar laying there.
1: (laughs) This is what Um. they do to me. I'm telling
2: (laughs) you. You'll they get just there. break us down. They break us down every year. Ugh,
1: yes, we will we will talk more about that. Obviously, we've got plenty of content coming up. I had mentioned Alex Daylock will be joining us at some point. I think we got Mark Parrish jumping in, possibly Zach Helverson. We're saying all of these names to tell them all to come join us. So yes, this uh, is our official invite. This, this is our please listen to us. Uh Wayne Gretzky, please also pop <laughs> yeah. on the pod when you have a moment. That would be I heard great. if
2: you say his name three times on a podcast, he magically appears in the next episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gretzky, Wien Gretzky,
1: <laughs> Yes. All right, guys. Well, thanks as always to checking us out, uh, this week and every single week. Shout out to talk North for featuring us on their network. Shout out to sodastick.com. We're working on some cool new merch that you'll be able to check out. Uh, use code Beauties. currently on their site. Uh, 15% off all of your purchases. Some pretty cool new gear there. Better edge, B-E-T-T-T-R-edge.com, code beauts, B A U T S a free $10. When you sign up, place some bets, place some wagers. You still got hockey to bet on, but there's also other things. If you're in a basketball, baseball NASCAR what have you. NAS. Yeah, <laughs> that was happening. That was right weekend. up there. That was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: <laughs> uh, big NASCAR fan. Alexis carry on. I didn't big, mean to interrupt uh, your spiel. He's I'm probably having saying- a. I'm trying to appease to everybody in our audience. There's That's NASCAR true. fans out there. I know there are. So there's,
1: there's some out there. They're probably <laughs> drinking Jim beam, another sponsor of ours. We love them. And also Royal credit union, less fee, more free. And of course, peak the uh, we're going to have Dr. Tyler Stewart on as well as guests looking forward to that, but they deal with concussions. Uh, as they pertain to all athletes, but obviously hockey players, very familiar there. So looking forward to welcoming Dr. Stewart, um, and you You guys rock, you know, it, we love it. Uh, shout out to our fab five for again, rocking that bar down beauty's Jersey, everywhere mm-hmm. they go. It doesn't get old. It's just so heartwarming and I love it. It's great, but you guys rock. Have a great rest of your week and, uh, we'll touch base next week. Bye. <laughs>